0: even podcasts.
2: Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: These are the new leads.
2: Now look, I need the leads.
1: These are the Glengarry leads.
2: Two lead cards for tonight, two lead cards for tomorrow. Why give him the good leads? He's got the leads. He's got the leads. He's got the good leads. The whole thing is the leads.
1: They stole the Glengarry leads. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down
2: coffee's for closes only area 45 back with you i'm sean bajani he's patrick creighton chris santiago producing time for hot leads biggest stories of the day that well we're flat out just not going to devote entire segments to so we'll uh get to this a couple of uh Football moves in the NFL today, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter earlier this afternoon, Steve Wilkes, the 49ers defensive coordinator, uh, out of a job, canned after just one season. Uh Kyle Shanahan during a conference call earlier today announced the decision. Apparently, like he just fired Wilkes and then like ten minutes later he did the conference call. Uh, Frisco, meanwhile, is going to be looking for their third defensive coordinator within the last four years. Of course, D'Amico Ryans was there a couple of years before Wilkes took over uh, for this past season. The defense that Wilkes oversaw took a step back statistically, but, man, it's still pretty dang good. I'm just kind of interested, PC, as to why Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers felt that, that they needed to move on. This screams like they already have somebody in mind that they know can come in and immediately be an upgrade. I just don't know who that would be. They
1: needed a, bo- they needed a boogeyman.
2: A boogeyman? They
1: needed a boogeyman. A scapegoat? Because what's been going on is Kyle Shanahan's been getting raked over the coals the national media. Can't win the big one. Kyle Shanahan gets the big game. He chokes away double-digit leads. Well, who and he does not like that narrative.
2: Who did they blame back in 2019 when they lost to the Chiefs the first time in the Super Bowl? Was there a scapegoat slash boogeyman then? We
1: probably we could probably look it up and find it.
2: Or did you not? Was there no need for one then? Because there also eh, not,
1: Shanahan's a young coach. You it know. First time with San Francisco. I don't know. I don't necessarily remember off the top of my head five years ago whether or not uh, that narrative existed mm-hmm. with he can't win the big game. But when you take Atlanta and then you take uh, that it happened five, you know, four years ago, five years ago, now it's happened again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Four years, you know, in between Super Bowls, twice and both times he's blown double digit leads. Is it Steve Wilk's fault that Debo Samuel was MIA for this game? It's a thing, dude. Is it Steve Wilk's fault Brandon Ayuk was MIA for this game? Is it Steve Wilk's fault George Kittle was MIA? For this game. See, what I saw among everybody who was picking San Francisco to win the Super Bowl was that, well, Kansas City only has Mahomes and Kelsey. But San Francisco, they've got McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. And they've got more stars than San Francisco has. And Brock Purdy, who may not necessarily be a star, is still really good. And he's working with four stars. Yeah. Well, three of San Francisco's stars forgot there was a game on Sunday.
2: <laughs> well, what about the last possession? I mean, was it Steve Wilkes' fault when he gave up a 4th and 1 uh, on a Mahomes 15-yard scramble? Was it Steve Wilkes' fault when he gave up the 3rd and 2 conversion? Was it, Steve was it his Wilk's fault, fault when he gave up the 3rd and
1: 7? That their offensive line, deep in the red zone, has a critical failure that leads to uh, Brock, Her- Brock Purdy being rushed so hard he could not see a guy wide open going to the end zone. He had to look to the other side of the field and get rid of the ball. They had to take a field goal no. because the offensive line did not execute. Was that Steve Wilkes's fault? Uh,
2: it was It was a collective effort, man. But who was the corner that had the responsibility to stick man-on-man man in coverage with McCole Hardeman on that last play, that touchdown, where he motions in and then goes back out. Nobody went with him. Whoever that corner was, that walk-down corner, that was his guy. You know, the only thing that I could think of is, yeah, maybe scapegoat, boogeyman, whatever you want to call it. According to this report today, Wilks, or rather Shanahan wanted Wilks to really not change a thing from how D'Amico had the defense set up, and Wilks apparently decided to put his own little spin on it, and it just wasn't a quote-unquote fit, as Shanahan described it. That Those are all maybe kind of legitimate things, but you got to the Super Bowl with the damn defense, and you still finished like top 10 in defensive efficiency down from the top spot last year. You still finished as the number three overall scoring defense this year, down from number one last year in D'Amico's final season as D.C. Like You didn't have a bad defense. You had a whole bunch of dudes on both sides of the ball. That's That's a bold move unless you have a dude that you know right now that can come in today and do just flat out a better job. That is a better, quote-unquote, fit for Shanahan.
1: Sean, if your defense holds the Kansas City Chiefs to 19 points in regulation in the Super Bowl, you need to win the damn game. Yeah, you think so, You need to win that damn game (laughs) in regulation. Yeah, It is Shanahan's offense that failed critically. Time and time and time again in the second half.
2: Against one of the very best defenses in the entire they league. They did,
1: but he's supposed to be, you know, offensive genius. And their offense in the second half was Jack and Squat Patrick, and Jack
0: left town. Did you know that defense wins championships? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits will walk qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement
1: due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It does next up on hot leads. <laughs> Those are <laughs> lies. <I> just- <laughs> That, that that era died in 1991. <laughs> uh, other news around the NFL. The
2: Chiefs signed defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, to an extension. Don't know for how many years. Haven't seen the numbers and all that stuff. It wasn't uh, made available. But Spag, of course, led the second best scoring defense in the league, we just got done talking about. Allowed just 17 points per game on the season. Coach the youngest defense in the league last year on average, just twenty five years old. And it got me thinking, man, this era of Steve Spagnolo and the Kansas City Chiefs to kind of oversee the defense, certainly this year, one of the very best amongst the uh uh in the league, might not have happened if not for D Ford. You remember D Ford during the two thousand and eighteen season, in fact during the twenty nineteen postseason, I forget who the opponent was at the time. I should probably look that up, but Never mind. I mean, you remember D. Ford costing the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game for jumping off sides in the wee minutes of that game? That was
1: the uh, who they play? 2018 season, so 2019 playoffs.
2: Yeah, who they play? I cannot remember. I cannot remember to save my life. Um, I remember the play. Just like it was. Was it the Colts? No, it was Patriots. The Patriots. They lost thirty-seven to thirty-one in overtime. Um, he cost him that game and literally like the next day, they fired Bob Sutton, their defensive coordinator who had been there for six years. And it is fair to note that I believe if they weren't the worst defense in the league that season, they were at least bottom three in total defense. They fired him, which paved the way for Steve Spagnuolo. And of course, in his first year as defensive coordinator with the Chiefs, they win the Super Bowl and now they've won. (laughs) <laughs> three of them in the last four seasons that he's been their defensive coordinator. Uh, so good for him. Uh, next up on hot leads, NBA commissioner, Adam Silver says Las Vegas is an expansion option for the league. Vegas had been mentioned as an NBA destination many times before, but on the Pat McAfee show earlier today, Silver Uh, gave a little bit of uh, insight in terms of the timetable for when the league might decide to add a new franchise or franchises to their existing group of 30 clubs. Uh, While he said it was unclear, just follow the money. The NBA's got another year after this season on its $24 billion nine-year media rights deal. So whenever that expires, something tells me that we will be looking at one... Probably two expansion cities getting NBA franchises. Vegas a favorite? Who would the other one be?
1: Man, I'm surprised Vegas doesn't have a team already. Yeah. They've got their hockey team has been ridiculously well, successful. Well, they're having
2: trouble locking up a, a baseball team right now. Well, so.
1: that's got more to do with the A's owner than it does with, with Vegas. And that deal's going to get done because Major League Baseball is going to make sure it gets done. But the Golden Knights are extremely successful. They're WNBA team, and you know how hard it is to be successful in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. The Aces are extremely successful. Uh the the Raiders, they're very successful. I mean Coming they, up. You've been to a Raiders game, you know, at the at the Death Star. It's it's a production. Oh, it I is bet. a show on top of a game. And now you're gonna have a baseball team moving there. The NBA is the only league that hasn't gotten in there. Like, oh, well, what the hell are y'all waiting for? This is everything. This is the money. This is the, the new money. It's the fastest growing city in the country. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they don't have a team there. They
2: don't years. need expansion, though. I am totally against expansion, especially when you have organizations like the Charlotte Hornets in existence. Well,
1: because you got bad owners. Sorry, as great a player as Michael was, a crap owner.
2: He's a crap owner, but he's not owner anymore.
1: Yo, that's only been not even a full year.
2: I get it, but I mean, it's Charlotte. I mean, that's such a hard place. Have they ever won a playoff series in their history? Like, even going back to, like, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, like, the greatest era of Charlotte Hornet basketball, Grandmama. Like, they never even won a playoff series. Like, get him the hell out of there. And put them in Vegas, and then find another bottom feeder and put them back in Seattle. Like, can we do that? Do we need 32 NBA teams? Do we? When does it stop? You know, in 10 more years, are we going to have like 36 NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL teams? We're going to have teams all over the place. Like,
1: to me, that's just um, are too they? much. Yes, they are, and you know why? Because expansion fees. Go directly to the pockets of the other owners. Yeah,
2: yeah, I remember you telling me that, and the money is incredible. I mean, and we're talking millions and billions of dollars. I of will
1: have you know, the Charlotte Hornets have won four playoff series in their history, All right? But none since two thousand two.
2: I was going to say none in the last twenty some odd years. So there you go. They stink. Get them out of there.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.